G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, let's get an update on things that are going on so far as the political agenda goes this week and perhaps even some reflections on things that have happened overnight. Lyle Shelton from the Australian Christian Lobby joining us. Hi, Lyle. Welcome along. Thanks a lot, Neil. Good to be with you again. Uh, Lyle, just recounting some of those details from the attack in Orlando overnight, uh, did you have any thoughts on uh, the things that are unfolding in the US? Uh, Neil, it's just awful. Um, I think uh, any of us who are watching these events unfold uh, were just uh, uh, dumbfounded by the senseless violence and, uh, again, what appears to be, um, and I guess it's yet to be, confirmed by officials, but it seems like uh, the gunman, the shooter, uh, had some allegiance uh, to Islamic State and to Islamist extremism, and uh, I just think uh, this is um, this is just a terrible, terrible thing, and uh, we've got to realise that uh, this is a motivating factor all too often uh, for too much of this senseless violence. Lyle, plenty more to be said, no doubt, when it comes to that attack. Let's uh, move some thoughts, though, towards... Uh, the election campaign, day 37 of this marathon election campaign today. Uh, the Prime Minister, uh, he's started uh, his day in Townsville. A major announcement there, Bill Shorten kicking off his day in Sydney. Uh, some big announcements they're making today. The opposition leader talking about uh, his NBN commitments. Uh, the Prime Minister announcing a, a billion-dollar fund to uh, help the Great Barrier Reef. Uh, what, in the mind of the Australian Christian lobby, are the big sorts of issues that are on the agenda for the coming week? Well, I think uh, it was significant that the Prime Minister announced yesterday that uh, the Liberal Party of the Coalition would not be preferencing the Greens in any uh, in any seats. There had been speculation, and, and indeed some Liberal Party officials, such as uh, Michael Kroger in Victoria, wanted uh, the Liberal Party to preference Greens as a way to... Um, shut Labor out of some inner city seats. David Feeney, uh, Labor frontbencher in, in Melbourne, uh, being being one. But uh, the Prime Minister has taken a very principled decision and um, decided to preference uh, Labor ahead of the Greens. And, and I think that's the, the right decision. Certainly, uh, the Greens are a long way uh, to uh, the left of, of Labor um, and, uh, and certainly far more radical in terms of their social policy, uh, their policy to... Uh, remove religious freedom uh, from our our uh, democracy. Uh, so I, I think the the prime minister has done a good thing there, and, and I think that that will uh, augur well for uh, their campaign in in the last few weeks. And Lyle, it's not just the Greens that the coalition are concerned about. Uh, Nick Xenophon in South Australia, particularly, but uh, of course other. Uh, Senate candidates around Australia standing with Nick Xenophon. Uh, he's also on the blacklist in this, insofar as preference deals go. Yes, um, and I think that's uh, perhaps more more about uh, pragmatism than, than, than principle. Uh, Xenophon certainly not uh, as big an ideological threat to the nation as as the Greens uh, would be. Uh, but uh, certainly Xenophon is a big threat to uh, the, the Liberal Party. Um, 
Jamie Briggs' seat of uh, Mayo is, is one which is very much in contention in South Australia there for um, Nick Xenophon's party uh, with, with um, the very real chance that uh, Nick Xenophon could have uh, a, a member elected to the House of Representatives as well as uh, several senators. Uh, he's certainly continuing to poll very, very high. And um, I, I think we are very much looking at a, a Senate uh, which is going to have uh, more, not less, crossbenches than uh, the previous Senate. So I'm not sure that uh, Malcolm Turnbull's ambition uh, or aim in, in calling a double disillusion to try and clean out uh, the crossbench and, and get the Senate back to a more normal footing is going to work. It's looking like uh, there's going to be more crossbenches and certainly with a lot of uh, Xenophon uh, senators there uh, with the way the polls are currently going. It does appear to be really quite unusual uh, because I suspect that if there are more crossbenches than there are at present, it's going to look like one of the biggest mistakes in history uh, for the Liberals uh, and the Liberal National Party uh, on the uh, on the other side of the election. If there is a, I mean, I've been hearing numbers as many as eighteen potential. Uh, crossbench senators. I mean, that would be rather difficult for any government trying to govern with that sort of uh, number of independents or uh, alternative parties on the crossbench law. That, that's exactly right, Neil. It would be chaos. Uh, it would be very difficult for any government to, to govern in the normal way that Australians had been accustomed to uh, prior to uh, the last five or six years when we've had unstable uh, governments. So, um, yeah, it would be a very difficult situation. I think uh, whoever forms government would want to uh, come to some uh, agreement with uh, a group of crossbenchers uh, so that there could be at least some consistency and and um, and uh, so, some, uh, yeah, a constant uh, um, ability to be able to transact the business of, of government. Uh, uh, with some stability, and I think that's going to be the biggest problem that we have um, because uh, if you've got uh, that many crossbenchers vying for their place in the sun and for their vested interests, uh, it's going to be uh, difficult for the nation to be governed in a way that's stable. Uh, Lyle, the issues so far as the West Australian MP uh, Hasty uh, with the uh, with the. Uh, the military uniform and the use of those in uh, campaign billboards. Uh, what, you need, any thoughts on on how that whole issue is unfolding? Yeah, I, look, I'm very disappointed with the way the Australian Defence Force handled um, the Andrew Hastie matter. Um, many MPs uh, for years have, uh, who have been ex-service people have used uh, their images in military uniform as part of their campaigning. Uh, Mike Kelly, a prominent one, uh, the Labor... Uh, candidate in Eden Monaro and uh, former former member there. Uh, there's another Labor uh, person up in Brisbane uh, also using uh, military um, uniform in, in in their campaigning. So this is not not an uncommon thing. Yet so for some reason Andrew Hastie was uh, singled out. He was sacked from the uh, Ready Reserve, um, and I, I think that's a, a pretty shabby way to treat a guy who's been a, a war hero in Afghanistan, having served with our elite SAS regiment and been an officer there. Uh, but I guess the real hypocrisy, uh, Neil, is the ADF cited uh, not wanting to politicise the uniform. And yet uh, for the last uh, two or three years, uh, the ADF has allowed um, uh, some of its uh, members to march in the gay and lesbian Mardi Gras in Sydney in uniform. Now, that's a highly politicised event. Uh, it's, it's often making fun of, of, uh, of uh, political parties and leaders that they don't agree with. And... Um, and also uh, making political points about highly contentious issues of public policy. 
So um, it, it really is quite hypocritical of the ADF uh, to have taken this stand against uh, Andrew Hastie, and, and one must really wonder uh, why. Let's talk about the leaders. Uh, you've got Malcolm Turnbull, Bill Shorten, and uh, the uh, the polls, and I don't think there's any uh, new polls out uh, just today at all, but they've been running neck and neck, and just three weeks left in the campaign. Uh, any thoughts on, on how popularity is brewing along, Lyle? Well, I, I think it's extraordinary that it is running neck and neck, and, and no leader is grabbing the attention of the Australian people. I think uh, people are underwhelmed by this election, have been right from the start. Uh, we're five weeks into an eight-week campaign, uh, and uh, and people aren't aren't engaged uh, in this. And, and that's a shame, because uh, as citizens, we should be uh, interested in the future of our nation. But alternatively, the leaders should be able to promote vision that inspires and, and grabs the attention of people. Um, there's still three weeks to go. Maybe maybe that will occur. Uh, maybe it's just the case that the leaders are trying to uh, just uh, play mistake-free politics. But um, I do think the underlying issue, as we discussed last week, is that um, people are, are very disillusioned with uh, mainstream politics. Um, they, they don't see it as providing the answers. And uh, you look at you know our national debt and deficit, and uh, both sides of politics uh, uh, don't have a credible pathway through to getting the nation's finances um, uh, back in, in, in line and, and in, a, in, a, um, sustainable, uh, in a sustainable way. And uh, I think people can see that and they can see that politics isn't providing the answers. So there is disillusionment and I think that accounts for um, the, the fact that people aren't engaged and the fact that these polls are running uh, neck and neck. Well, always good getting your insights, Lyle Shelton from the Australian Christian Lobby. And uh, for listeners wondering, how do you work out a Christian position on some of the things that are happening political, uh, politically around Australia in the lead-up to the election, uh, simply Google the Australian Christian Lobby. Uh, there's all sorts of media releases, blogs and updates on the sorts of things you might be able to uh, mull over and uh, think through carefully when it comes to casting your vote uh, in the upcoming election. Lyle Shelton, great getting your insights. Thank you so much for being with us again today on 2020. Thanks a lot, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.